Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 134. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Oktoberfest Andy. Thank you. It is the season of Oktoberfest. It's not quite October the month. No, but it is. But Oktoberfest season starts early September, so we're there. It's Halloween, <clears throat> it's it's everything. And uh, we got, speaking of Halloween, we got Tony Katz in the building. Yes, yes we do. Tony Black Katz? Yeah, that could be. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button if you're new. Share with a friend if you are old. And uh, keep this groovy train rolling. We're, uh, we're going to be talking sports on this pod tonight. So should we just dive right on in? We always do, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but maybe they don't tune into this one. Maybe they check right. out their entertainment pod. Well, let's start with a little bit of a congratulations to Marc Gasol and his... Team Spain. Oh wow! They uh they won Hats the off. gold medal in the FIBA World Cup. That's pretty a, good. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, you know, we talked about it last week. U.S. lost. I think they were the favorite of the four remaining teams. We liked Australia. Didn't work out for them. But it's what? it's a great year for Gasol to win a championship and a gold medal. Yeah, it's not bad. He's year. kind of on a roll. What uh what was the score of that game? Do you know? Was it like a close uh, game or did Spain dominate them? I forgot. I feel like it was close. I'll uh, I can uh, find that out right here. Yeah, I'm blanking on because uh, I know they were the Australia game. Was Argentina was like eighty to. No, it wasn't close. It was like a twenty point game, but the game against Australia was close, right? Uh, so Spain won exactly by twenty, ninety five, yeah. seventy five, and then France won by eight in the third place game. Oh, good for them! It's big for them. An improving country in basketball. Yes, but. Yeah, congratulations to all the guys in Spain, Ricky Rubio and others, probably Hernan Gomez. I can't remember exactly their whole roster, but I mean, it's, it's a good achievement. Because yeah, well done. No one saw it coming, right, for them? I mean, they're probably the second favorite because, you know, they're just, they're always, they always have a lot of talent. Yeah, so, but I don't know, I didn't think the buzz was about It wasn't them. the biggest upset in the world, but it it's good. Okay. They're happy with it. Well, fancy that. Yeah. Spaniards. You know, I saw Andrew Bynum in Barcelona. You think he could play for them still? Like Ten years ago. I don't know if they'll give him credit for that, but... I don't know if that guy, like, where he went. Maybe he stayed in Barcelona. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Should do, like, a investigative... Where are they now type thing. E true Hollywood story of Andrew yeah. Bynum. Andy, look into that. Yeah. Tony Steak original. Yeah, we'll, we'll... We'll do it. We'll sell it to 60 this. Minutes. We'll put it on... Is it Periscope? No. What's the thing? I mean, you... it might be Periscope, but we're not doing it. We're not putting it on Periscope. Well, something where we could charge the people like $10. No, I'm thinking about selling it to the CBS network. Oh, you want yeah. to put it on their network? Yeah. Okay. Well, we could. We got our work cut out for us then. All right. Well, enough basketball talk. Although it's coming soon. And we're well, going to no, talk. No, we have one more. Congratulations. Oh, out. yeah. Andy's another second favorite behind the yeah. Canadian boy. Another congratulations to a different NBA champion who decided <laughs> to hang it up. Sean Livingston is retiring. He uh, was was released by the Warriors, and I think he didn't want to. You know, he might have gone on with another team. I think he just didn't want to go through it. You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think his leg just fell off. No, I think that's what's so encouraging is that his leg stayed is, on. Yeah, it came back stronger. Yeah, that he's still he's still doing it. It is. It's been over ten years since that injury. 
So he, no one thought he would have make it another 10 years. Yeah, but you know when you see someone get kicked in the nuts and you kind of like, oh, like that hurt me. Every time I saw him go drive the lane, I was just, yeah, oh you, my you God, he's going to die. Like, yeah. this is it. And it never happened, which was good. Yeah, it just it's, it's inspiring Like that he he just kept going. And he uh, it took him a while to really get back like oh, in a rotation. But he changed his game and he made it work and he contributed some really good teams. And So are you going to uh, be on the pod today and say that you're mounting your comeback for the NBA? You know what? I talked it over with my family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, with my ankle status as it is. You come it on! Just, it just has not recovered as well as Sean Livingston's knee. So just get some like metal tape. It's a hard decision, but I mean, I went, I, I talked to Andrew Luck. I mean, like, what, what was your mindset? Yeah. And he's like, no, you just got to sit out because <laughs> it's not worth it. So. All right. So you and you're announcing your retirement as well. You're no longer going for it. No. You did envision yourself pay, playing with Kawhi. I think, Paul George. I mean, if, if ESPN asked me to be in the celebrity game, yeah, I'd consider it. You'd guard Kevin Hart. Yeah. Well, well Kevin Hart can't play a couple anymore. years from now. Kevin Hart's got all these injuries now. It's, Couple years. It's rough. From now. He, he had to retire from NBA celebrity game. Yeah. And probably so all you, you future guard rock like movies. DJ Khaled or something. Oh, no one can guard him in the post. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, it's probably hard for him to get back on defense. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got to run him. Just run him. But yeah, I mean, Livingston, I mean, he definitely wasn't an amazing player after that, that injury. But considering he had that injury, it's pretty amazing to see what he did. Yeah. Go back home. Go to Peoria. Go coach some high school team or something. How you know? old is he? I think he's thirty-four, so he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not very like old. Aged out of the league, but he, you know, it's right at the, like the beginning of being, especially yeah. with the injury. There are plenty uh, of guys who are out of the league by that. I mean, Carmelo, similar age, and is out of the league. So yeah. Vince Carter, twenty years on him. Yeah, I don't. I'm not convinced he's retiring next year. At the end of this year, oh, he's going to get some of that Tom Brady. Cactus he wants juice. to play into yeah into his fifties, I think. All right, now. Let's move on. Let's get into some college stuff. What do you say? Yeah, college football keeps on keeps on rolling. Yeah. Uh, the Pac-12 is having a uh, a good year so far, even though after a rough week one where their only, I think it was their only ranked team ended up losing. Um, Oregon lost a heartbreaker to Auburn, but now they have six teams in the top 25. I think the highest being Utah at 12 or something. and So it's not like they have one of the top like best teams but i think they're they're winning their non-conference schedule you saw arizona state had a big win in michigan state um and you got washington state's having another good year so far i mean it's early on teams are gonna drop out but that's it's a good sign to have like the depth yeah and i think that's a shock too because i don't think i remember listening to things preseason and stuff and nobody really had faith in the pac-12 they all thought the pac-12 was dying so it is pretty good that you are seeing some of these Pac-12 teams actually playing well and being ranked and stuff. And, uh, you know, and then you even see their middle of the pack teams like ASU travel on the road and to a big 10 stadium and win. That's pretty impressive. So, uh, yeah, kudos to the Pac-12. And I mean, when you look at the bad of the Pac-12, it's still bad. UCLA yeah, UCLA might be the worst. Disaster, so, Right now, but uh, I still believe in Chip Kelly. I think it's just it's so hard to rebuild. Yeah, he just when, hasn't had the right. Yeah, I kind of I agree. It just hasn't been the right stuff yet for him. Was yeah, but the crazy thing ago? about the uh, the the six teams in the top twenty five is that didn't include USC. 
who ended up losing a tough game this week against BYU. BYU, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so, and I still think USC is up there. They clearly have the talent. They always get good recruiting classes. And I think that, that quarterback's still learning. He had, he had his first poor game. I mean, he hasn't played all that much, but, you know, made some bad throws. And I think he's going to learn from that. He's still a true freshman, so. Yeah. I, I think they'll be, they'll be in it. But again, I don't think any of these teams, they're not playoff contenders. You know, the top four spots. You want to call that? Do we call it the playoff? Right, we do call it the playoff. The, yeah, the college. Yeah, the, yeah the it's, it's four, the playoffs. They do call it because everything else is just like its own like little bowl stuff. Nothing yeah. else is. So I don't think they have a contender for that. So I think they're still got to build themselves back up, and you know, one of those one of those teams has got to you know turn it on, become a an elite program again. But yeah, outside of that, everyone else just did just takes care of business. I think we've, we're just in a moment. You know, college football, where the dominant teams just are just so much better than everyone else. Yeah. It's like the six we've got are yeah, going mean, to be the six. Yeah. It's going to be one of those teams. It's either going to be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, LSU, Georgia, LSU. and Georgia. I think it's, I think it's it, the six. I mean, Notre Dame, uh, I think they're eighth. We saw yeah. what happened to them who, last who year. Who is There's third right now, those. actually? Who is three and four? I think it's Georgia. I think it was Georgia, Ohio then State, Al- then Oklahoma. I feel like Ohio State's. Five. I know there's there's Oklahoma was mad for being they got bumped to five last okay, week. So then, I don't know maybe this then maybe week Ohio State jumped them then after they destroyed Cincinnati that makes yeah. sense actually or no maybe LSU jumped them after what they did in Texas I think that's what it was I feel I just feel like I, don't know, I could be wrong but I I mean it doesn't matter right now I think it's going to be the four teams are going to come from those six teams right there I think that's what we're going to be left with so yeah. I mean, I don't see like an Oklahoma State or something. They could have a good year. I don't see them sneaking in. They would have to like upset Oklahoma and only lose one game or something. But oh, we will see. Yeah, we will see. Well, moving on to uh, baseball. Uh, before we talk think about things that we like to talk about, uh, we have to talk about a story in baseball that came out today that's pretty ugly. That the uh, the Pirates closer, Felipe Vasquez, he's been put on, I believe, the commissioner's exempt list. So kind of indefinite suspension because he's being uh, investigated in a, um, I don't even know what you call it, a they said child a, sex case. Yeah, child's uh, sexual abuse of a child or something. So I guess he's been carrying on this relationship with a girl who was 13 at the time. I think I said it started like two years ago. She's been messaging him pictures and that kind of oh. stuff. So it's... I mean, it's not, he's not running a, uh, you know, a child porn ring or something. He's not Jeffrey Epstein, but it's still 13. Is That's it's insane. Yeah, that's like, a, it's, it's not very disgusting. Yeah. But. So, I, I mean, from my perspective, there's, there's, he's not coming back. They're not coming back from this. Um, if you remember, there was that story a couple of years ago about that really good college pitcher who had that, like, thing on his record about sexually assaulting a minor. And he was one of the better pitchers in college baseball. And he went undrafted back-to-back years. No team wanted to even give him a chance. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to give someone a chance. Yeah, like This is something, there's no tolerance for this in our society. Exactly. There's and it's the thing is, is you can come imagine, back imagine being that team that decides to pick up that person, right? If that ever does happen, it's like you are yeah. just looked I mean, on as like a, a weirdo. And then also like teammates and stuff. Like no one's going to. Yeah, Chris Archer already came out and said like how this is, you know, devastating to the team. Like, yeah, know what they're supposed to do. So, 
And like you had said, he was a he's a he's actually a good relief pitcher, and he was one of the guys up there you for uh, that um, teams were looking at to get to acquire in the in the trade area, the trade deadline. And uh, it's kind of crazy to think if the Pirates would have traded him, they actually would have uh, it would have been actually good for them because they would have actually gotten you know some sort of picks or minor league uh, people for him probably and. It would have been better off because now they're not going to have him again. I mean, he'll never – I can't imagine he pitches in the MLB ever again. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. I mean, other guys have been able to come back from stuff. Um, Osuna, right, from uh, the Astros? Yeah, but I think it's sexual abuse from a child is a little different level yeah. than yeah. than just – because here's the thing. We're not – like, we ought to think about that too. We're not just saying, like, domestic abuse. Like, we're not talking about, like, he beat the shit out of his six-year-old son. Like, we're talking sexual abuse. Like, that means he was – you know, sexual with a minor. So yeah, I guess you could say it's like uh Roman Polanski's allowed to make movies. He's just not allowed to make movies in America. Yeah. So yeah. So he could probably go play in like playing. Russia or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's, that is sickening. But, uh, another baseball news that I guess is sickening for the fans around here is Mike Trout is done for the season. Now they have shut him down, which I think is smart. I mean, obviously as fans, you want to see Trout at the games, you want to see, him uh go and hit his you know break the team record and hit and be the first angel to hit 50 home runs but uh unfortunately that's not going to happen this year he's going to be stuck at 45 and uh but angel fans you know not to worry today was the first day of preseason hockey so ducks hockey is going to be starting uh soon but uh i will say at 80 to 1 odds you better be uh don't expect too much (laughs) this year but hey things happen st louis were big odds i mean big dogs to win it at a in january so crazier things have happened as they say but um with the home run derby though it's been a i would say it was about three weeks ago two three weeks ago we were saying that there's going to be at least four guys hitting 50 home runs this year so we thought at the time we said oh it'll be bellinger it'll be yelich it'll be alonzo and it'll be trout because they all had about 42 43 going into september now here we are halfway through september Trout's done for the year at 45, so he's not going to make it. Yelich is done for the year at about 43, I think, 44, 43. So he's not going to make it. Bellinger has been frozen at 44 for what seems like at least a week. Pete Alonso, though, is now sitting at the top at 47. But two different, two other names have jumped in here now. Jorge Soler has 45, and Eugenio Suarez, who we did bring up last week, has 47 now also. So we could have been completely stumped here and maybe Suarez ends up being the home run king this year. Yeah, it's really a crazy year because, I mean, I think it's anyone who's been following, this has been like the biggest home run year ever. They broke but, the record last week. Yeah, there's been, there's, it's not the Barry Bonds type year or the, you know, so exactly. Wire. So that's there's not what, one guy. Just, that's what's so wild is it's like you get a lot of fans that maybe don't, follow baseball as closely as people like you and I do. And they'll think like, Oh, there's like no more home runs anymore. People don't hit a lot of home runs. And it's like, well, actually that's completely false. There was actually this past weekend. I think it was, or last or late last week, there was a home run hit that broke the record for most home runs in a baseball season. And there's still, you know, two and a half weeks to go. So it's going to end up shattering the record by a few hundred home runs this year. And then on top of that, but the thing is that people don't, the thing that people want to see, though, I think more than just a bunch of, you know, trickling home runs all over the place is people don't want to see 40 players hit 20. People don't want to see 
15 players hit 30 and six players hit 40. People want to see that two players hit like 65. And it's right now, it just hasn't been the case. You know, it's been just a lot more, just everybody's hitting home runs, not just someone is hitting 60 plus anymore. Yeah, it's still, I mean, it's got its positives and negatives. It's uh, fun when you do have a, a bunch of guys who can, you know, hit one out of the park that you're like, oh, I've got, you know, the catcher can can hit 20 homers a, se- a season. I think like the Minnesota Twins have been super exciting. They're one of those teams where I don't know who's, who's leading them in home runs, but it seems like they've got. Yeah, they had Kepler. They nine had guys uh, with 30, it seems like. Yeah. It's, it's and I think insane. they, I don't know if they still are, but I remember like a month or so ago, they were the leading home run I team. Think, I think the Yankees have passed them since. Yeah, because they got everybody back. But, um, yeah, it's still, they've, that's a crazy year for them. But the downside is if you're a fan of pitching, you see, you, even the best pitchers give up a ton of home runs. Verlander, who's probably going to win the San Young, is giving up a ton. Yeah. I know for as a Dodgers fan, Kenley Jansen is not the same guy anymore. He always gave up home runs, but he'd make it up for it because he struck a billion people out. Now he's just not even a good closer anymore because he seems to just give up too many home runs. He's given up. It, it's his home runs given up have been increasing. Yeah, but he always had a high, so now it's just it's to a level where he's not even really a good closer anymore. Yeah, it's, so you got like that downside of it that you don't no lead seems safe, which is not fun if you are paying a closer a ton of money to oh, yeah. shut leads and it's not happening. Yeah, and that's so. your job too is to shut it down there. But yeah, that is that is crazy. There are a lot more uh, home runs being hit, and uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if. Uh, who does end up winning that race? Because it looks like now it's going to be between the four of them. I mean, I still have Bellinger in there because we know he is capable of hitting three home runs and like five at bat. So I don't want to count him out yet. But and if the Dodgers do, pitching. if the Dodgers do get, which I imagine they've got to be only a few wins away from, are they just got to be a few wins away from clinching the number one spot? I think they're four up on Atlanta. So so that's the only thing is I would say in that last week it's possible we don't see as much Bellinger. So. It's a good chance it's going to end up being Alonzo, Suarez, or maybe Soler, because Soler has been on a tear. I think since last Tuesday, I want to say he's hit like six or seven, like six or seven home runs. He's been on a tear lately, so we'll see if he can do it. But Eugenio Suarez, I think, in my opinion, has been the definite, you know, shock this year. He has just been hitting them. And uh, he's one of those players that not too many people even really know about, you know, so... It'll be uh, an exciting little finish there. Well, you know who's uh, been on a tear as a team has been the Cubs. Is they've, that won, so? they've won five in a row. They've been hitting like crazy this past week. And they've kind of, you know, solidified their spot there. And the Brewers have won, I think. The Brewers have won nine out of ten games. So I think we, we really got our uh, three finalists for the uh, two wild card spots in the NL. Yeah, with the uh, the Nationals, the Cubs, and the Brewers. So I mean, we thought we counted the Brewers out last week with the injury to Yelich, but they're still winning games. They're still there. But I think all those other teams, the Mets, the Diamondbacks, I think they're done. They're all like five out now. So yeah, I'll tell you what though, teams like the Mets and Diamondbacks, they gave a shock, I think, to people this year. I mean, I think at the beginning of the season, people were you know, optimistic with the Mets, but I picked them to win the vision. I believe then there was a time where the Mets weren't doing good at all. And they got on a hot streak and fought back and then kudos to the diamondbacks. They, they were a team that I don't think anybody was high on in the NL 
and to be alive this deep into the season, you know, going into the final two weeks of the season and still, you know, mathematically being in this thing, it's pretty remarkable for them. But uh, it should be a good uh, finish on both sides and an exciting playoffs. And like we've basically brought up every week that we've been talking about this, when uh, we do get the final uh, results of it, we will uh, just give our little predictions, maybe some what we think could happen. Yeah. So what else we uh, got cooking here? We got to go on to the uh, the National Football League, as they call it. It's uh, not a good time to be a a quarterback. Yeah, I think that's unless the, you're a backup uh, quarterback right now. Yeah, a lot of so opportunity what, uh, for some young guys. And so. speaking of the young guys with the opportunity, one's getting one this weekend, and it's about time. That- yeah, so this is actually kind of a positive story, and that we have a quarterback who uh, didn't get hurt and is losing his job. He just was. He just sucked, and he's yeah, sucked he's, for quite uh, a while. He's had his time. So Eli Manning is uh, coming to an end, I believe. He will not be starting, and Daniel Jones of Duke will be getting his oh, first start this Can week. I interrupt really quick? Yeah. There is an update. As of about a minute ago, Pete Alonzo has hit his 48th. Wow. So Good job, Pete. Yeah, right, right on cue also, Pete. Right after we were talking about it, that couldn't have been more perfect. He literally, I was just looking at the game cast here, and he literally was, he was batting, and he literally just hit it. And... Uh, let me see if it was what I think it was really quick. Hold on. Because I want to say he did it on a 3-0 count, and he did. And that's one of my favorite. Why at that point even throw it to him? But that's one of my favorite home runs in baseball is the 3-0 count. Is you're just basically like, you know, you're going to possibly get a good pitch, and you just go for it. And Jorge Soler is currently batting right now. So I'll just give All a right. breaking news All update right. like it's ESPN if anything happens there. But, uh, yeah, as uh, we were saying – Daniel Jones, Eli Manning. I'm uh, one of the people, I'll just be honest. I had the Giants plus one at home against the Bills on Sunday. And I did it because I was like, you know what? I'm not too high on the Bills yet. I think the Giants at home can figure it out against Buffalo. The fact that it was more of a value thing, like, oh, they're underdogs at home against the Buffalo Bills. You know, why not? Eli Manning sucks. <laughs> that that game, he started off like one for nine or one for eight or something. And it was just bad. And the whole time I was just like, dude, just put in Daniel Jones. And I'm, and I've even been saying the whole time, like, what do the giants feel like they owe him? Like, yeah, he won you two super rules, but it's like, he sucks now. And he's getting up there. It's like, it's over. Like, he's not good. If he really wants to be out there, you know, be good. And if he wants to throw a hissy fit and get out of New York, honestly, get rid of him. Like what they, well, they don't need him anymore. And it's like, he's a plague. That's just hurting them from like, you know, preparing for the future. And so I'm happy that whoever it was finally has decided to bench him and they're going to get uh, Daniel Jones in there and we'll see what it is. I feel like Daniel Jones, I feel like this could be like a Porzingis situation. Everybody booed and was upset when the Knicks got Porzingis and then he came out and did very well and everybody was excited. And now everybody booed and was upset when the Giants got Daniel Jones. It's his time now to see if he can make them like him. And so it'll be interesting to see how he does this Sunday. I don't know who they play off the top of my head. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see how uh how he does. And then uh the the negative quarterback news. There has been a lot of quarterbacks out. Should we start should we try to do it in order of starting with like least worst to worst? Yeah, I mean we could we'll start at Nick Foles who because yeah, that was last we already week. knew. So yeah. that's the first guy so, to go down. And then there's then the, I think in chronological order the next one is Sam Darnold, who yeah, didn't get hurt, but just got mono. Sick. And I mean, I've got to say this, and I, I feel like I've mentioned it before. I saw Sam Darnold in Laguna, 
that next weekend I saw him out in Newport, both at the bars. The guy, and I've been saying this, the guy likes to party. And I was over the impression like, oh, it'll make it so, you know, he's not going to end up, like there might be some games, especially out in New York, where maybe he's just hung over at games and stuff. I did not even think about mono. This guy is out here making out with all sorts of girls. I'd end up getting mono. I mean, who we don't really know how he uh, got sometimes it. Sometimes you do, though. He it's, got it at the eighth is, grade dance. Yeah. It is Nick. Okay, well, that. <laughs> I hope not. Felipe Vasquez 2.0. But there's a reason they nicknamed that the kissing sickness or whatever. I think it's highly contagious among the Yeah, so he hooked up with some chick. When smooching someone, Andy. I don't know. He didn't get this from the cashier at Vaughn's. <laughs> he might have. No, he did well. Well, there's no yeah, Vaughn's no, in I'm going to have to, unfortunately, just say the guy likes to go out. He's the quarterback for the New York Jets. I imagine he does well when he goes out. But uh, regardless of how he got it or not, He's got mono, so that's he's yeah. got. I want to say he's out at least what a couple weeks. He few weeks? says he's targeting week five to return. What does mono do? It's basically like it's like it's severe flu. It's like a like a like basically like cold symptoms, but yeah, like cold yeah. for a long. So it's basically like from what I know, you get a pretty bad sore throat, and then it's more so you're just, you're very tired. So like you can't even like like you're just very tired. Like imagine like when you have a fever and you're just tired. So I don't even think it's like really a fever the whole time. It's more like you're just tired the whole time, and then like a bad sore throat, I think, and other stuff. But it's the other problem is it is it, it, it the problem is it lasts for so long. Like it usually lasts, like, I think, like two to three weeks or something. Shit. Yeah, and the problem is that it means he's not working practicing. Out. Yeah. yeah, he's not practicing. He's going to lose weight. He's going to lose muscle. Yeah, because you're really tired. Like, and exactly with losing weight, because I know even like when I just have the common cold, you lose your appetite when you're sick. Like I remember when I was sick back in June, it was uh, for like three, four days. I didn't eat much those first couple days because you're just not hungry. Your body's just like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So uh, my advice to him is don't rush back. Your team's going nowhere. I do like the foundation of your team, but you've already had other injuries. Um, CJ Mosley has been out. Quinn and Williams has been out. Your first round pick. Don't, don't put yourself at risk. Just don't, don't even try that. I think, uh, and I think the Jets fans just have to be patient. Like shit like this happens. It sucks, but it's a, it's a wasted season, it seems like already. Yeah. I mean, I mean, best case scenario, I think, was nine and seven in wild card anyway. So just uh, you know, get healthy. I still believe in Sam Darnold. I wanted to see him out there, so it's kind of sad, but uh, Yeah, and it's you know, they were uh you know, he was worth a few points to the Jets, obviously. Like when they when he got hurt, I mean before before his uh sickness came out, they were only three point underdogs last night to the Cleveland Browns. And once he got out, it became six and a half. And, uh, I'm not sure with Sam Darnold, it would have mattered anyway because they got their asses kicked last night. Yeah. They have, uh, some real problems with, uh, receiving. They had one, their number two receiver got hurt in the game ones after the season. So when you don't have like a great receiving core to start with, you can't start losing guys. So yeah. Um, yeah, not a ton of weapons for him to work with anyways. And they're going to end up relying a lot on Le'Veon Bell. So, uh, Le'Veon Bell is very fresh, and he's going to... Well, did you hear what uh, apparently, I guess, the coach said to the reporter at halftime? She interviewed him, and she's like, oh, with, you know, like, with Simeon being out, and you've got, you know, the backup in, what happens? Who do you go to if he gets hurt? And then he just said number 26. Yeah, no, it's not, yeah. <laughs> That's, that was pretty funny. So, another note about that Jets game. Uh, I picked up on it. I tweeted about it. It seemed like other people did. They had some segment they were introducing for Peyton Manning where he's doing his show, where he's going to different places or something, where he was doing something with Joe Namath, so, you know, famous Jets quarterback. 
and they had Susie Calber, the like host of the halftime show, like pitched to the segment. But you remember their history at all? No. It was one of the most famous moments in Monday Night Football history where she was interviewing him on the sidelines. Like this is maybe almost twenty years ago at this point. Okay. And Joe Namath was clearly drunk. <laughs> and he just she's like trying to ask him questions. He's he's like, Oh, you're so pretty. And then he's like, I'm gonna kiss you. We're like this is That's to Namath or Manning? Namath was saying this. He was drunk saying this to her. And it was like Like obviously when he wasn't on, playing anymore. Yeah, this is when it was like fifteen years ago or something. But it was on live TV, this drunk old man <laughs> being horny. <laughs> it's like what Joe guy. Namath was that that was what Joe who Joe Namath was. But it's like they made her like kind of for like just really awkward. Like I don't think that was a cool thing for her. It's like, oh we it's a joke now. Yeah, nowadays you'd probably get in trouble oh, for that. He would never be allowed. That's what I was like, come on, ESPN, you don't want people to remember that, right? Like Oh, they'll never forget. That's <laughs> the thing. Just threw that kid off this SNL. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Check out our entertainment pod for more. Um Okay, moving on to the uh, the next big quarterback being out. Yeah, the other thing about the Jets is that their second-string guy got hurt in the game, too. But that doesn't matter. That guy's not very good. And the third-string guy might be better. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, your, your team had a season end. Yeah, so I think my out of the, all the quarterbacks, my team got to hit the hardest. Ben Roethlisberger is out for the season, with, and he'll need elbow surgery. And uh, there's been a few different things you can hear about this because – as a Steeler fan, I don't, you know, I've heard some people like joking around, you know, or whatever. Oh, should they just tank? Should they tank? But it's like, I think no. Steelers are still, I like Mason Rudolph. He did well at Oklahoma State. He's a good young quarterback. He's got good targets. So he's got Juju Smith still. And then that uh, James Washington guy is actually was his one of his good receivers at Oklahoma State. So he's already got chemistry there. Then you just dump Moncrief. That you, guy's yeah, disaster. he's been done. So. Or he's been bad. You still have James Conner. You have a good offensive line, and then you have a good defense, and they just made the defense better, which I thought was a good sign as a fan, which is the Steelers saying, like, hey, we're not quitting. We're just going to make our defense better and you know, and still know that we have a good offense. And I agree, Roethlisberger, I mean, he was – how good even was he, like, still to that team? Like, yeah, he's good. He's a great quarterback, but he's the getting up there. first five quarters, not good at all, really. Exactly. So my whole thing is this could end up being a blessing in disguise because the fact that we are going to let a young, good quarterback have a chance and stuff, and they just went out and made the defense better by getting Mika Fitzpatrick, which I was stoked on because I feel like it's been a while since the Steelers actually went out and made a trade to get a good player. So Well, I saw a stat. The Steelers have not – they've had a first-round pick for like 50 consecutive years. Oh. So they don't trade their first-round pick. This is very – So that means this is them really saying like, hey yeah. – we're not going to – and I think that's them still believing they can win this division because obviously it's been only two weeks, but the Bengals, you know, they're 1-1. One one. But, I mean, I'm sorry, the Bengals are 0-2 now, and the, so they're not going to be that great. Cleveland's 1-1. One one, but I think they feel like Cleveland has shown at times that, you know, they showed they were definitely mortal. I mean, and here's the thing with – look at Cleveland and uh, Baltimore so far. Cleveland has played – and then look at the Steelers. So Cleveland has played Tennessee at home, got annihilated. Then they go to the Jets, easy, t- bad team, they win. Look at Baltimore, at, uh, at Miami, dominated. I mean, and we know how Miami is. Then they get to be at home against Arizona. So two easy wins. Then you look at the Steelers so far. At, I mean, uh, yeah, at New England. I mean, who's, nobody's going to probably win there this year. There's a good chance of that at least. And then 
home against Seattle, who's also a good team. So, I mean, when you look at how the schedules have been so far, I don't think there's any reason to panic yet as a Steeler fan. I think they should be good, and we will know in, in my opinion, three weeks. If they definitely if they lose the next three games, but if they end up losing two of the next three and they start off one and four, then I think they are in trouble. But uh, they got to win two of these next three and at least set themselves right there. And we'll see, but you never know. Nine wins might win that division this year, so. Yeah, we we don't know what Baltimore really is yet. Exactly. I mean, we'll find out this week when they play Kansas City on the road. Big matchup this week. Um, some other things that happened this week. Uh, the Panthers played the Thursday night game and looked awful. Cam Newton looked awful. Seems like he's hurt. He has a foot injury. It's hard to know what this guy is if he's just like, he's broken. He <laughs> took too many hits, too many carries. Just was never going to last long. It, it's sad if that's the truth. I think it's Carolina then has to go through a rebuild that they didn't think they would have to. So I, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't even know who their backup is. I think it might be a rookie from West Virginia. So yeah, be, I have no idea who their backup is either. That could be rough. Um, and that would be sad if, that, if that's at the end of Cam Newton as being like what we remember. Like he really only had like a very small peak. Like that one year, the MVP year was amazing. And then he's had other good years where he's been an effective quarterback, but like. Didn't last long. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, we'll see what ends up happening with him. Then another big NFC South injury. Drew Brees. They say he might only be out six weeks, but they really don't know. He's, yeah, I he hasn't was, had surgery yet. It's funny. I've seen a couple of things because I saw one thing that said approximately six weeks, which was the ESPN bullshit. And then I was listening to another thing earlier that I heard that said that they think six weeks is optimistic. And then here's my thing. How good is Teddy Bridgewater? Like, I mean, they, I was listening to some things that were saying, like, you know, the, the, that it might be a little skewed on thinking how good he actually is. So let's say the Saints, you know, let's say Breeze is out six weeks and they go two and four in that stretch. And all of a sudden they're looking at a three and five start. And then let's say he's not ready yet. And then you lose again. And let's say by the time he does come back, you're three and six or something. I mean, what do you even do at that point? You bring him back and hope this guy wins seven in a row or something, which I mean, I guess is possible, but I don't know. I think um, that's a big blow. I mean, that's obviously a big blow to the saints, but I think saints are in trouble. I, I, and also I think I, here's my other prediction or you know, prediction, I guess I'll say Teddy Bridgewater. How many games will he play until they, I know they like to use them, taste some Hill a lot in packages, but how long until they eventually just say Hill's the starter? Because yeah. if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't do well, I, I think if he doesn't do well, and it, he's got to have only like a two-week leash before you have to throw in Hill. Because Hill's a fan favorite, too. That guy can play. He and looked he, better in the preseason than Bridgewater did. Yeah, exactly. So I almost wonder, you know, I say a two-week limit. Teddy Bridgewater, it might be like a half. Well, they, it, they could play in both. They, and I they think, definitely will, but I'm saying until it's the point where it's like Bridgewater's not in there. Because Bridgewater, let's be Bridgewater only comes in to play quarterback. He doesn't come in usually to do like too often, at least, as much as Hill. So, I mean, if Hill's, you know, in there, I think that'll be more so to, you know, it'll show like he's actually the, you know, to have him actually be the starter and whatnot instead of just coming in for a little fun package stuff. But we'll see. We will see. All right. Some other uh, week two thoughts that I have. Uh, 49ers and Bills are both 2-0. Do you uh, <laughs> believe in either of these teams? Uh, I mean, Josh Allen has looked good. I think I, I, cause like I said, I had a, 
a bet going on that Giants-Bills game, so I actually did watch a decent amount of that game, and uh, he, he looked good. Granted, that's against the Giants defense that some people think could be the worst defense out there. But worst defense or not, it's still a professional defense, and he looked good. And um, But as far as the, being actual contenders and believers, no. But the 49ers, maybe. Because a lot of people were high on the 49ers going into last season, remember, and then Garoppolo got hurt, and he's starting to look good. If we get that Garoppolo that we expected, and then they've got a decent rush attack, it seems like, with Brita and was it Monster or Monstered, something and yeah. whatever else. Defense I mean, Tevin really Coleman, well. if he when he comes back. So, I mean, they might have good there. They got, you know, decent receivers, one of the league's best tight ends. And, yeah, the defense has looked good. So, I mean, the Niners, I don't know. I'm not ready to say I'm a believer in them yet, but I'm a more believer in the Niners than I am of the Bills so far. All right. Um, I do have to talk about my team. The Chargers have had a uh, a rough start to the season with uh, players being out. You know, guy with a embolism, so not like an injury, but a serious medical condition. Uh, a Pro Bowl running back holding out. A Pro Bowl safety who you know hurt his foot gets out for most of the season. Hunter Henry, their starting tight end, got hurt in Week One. Uh, starting cornerback got hurt, and now in Week Two they had one of their starting safeties got hurt, and it's. It's just like the same story every year. They always have, I mean, aside from last year, which they still had some injuries last year, but not as bad as it was. It just seems like every year they just get hurt. And then and then just the stupid shit. It was one of the most infuriating games to watch. But I feel like most fan bases would have like a total panic after watching that game. But that was just like normal shit where they had two touchdowns called back on the same drive oh, yeah. for penalties that were questionable, then fumbled on the one. Oh yeah, when then missed a short field goal. Got well, that's the, the other back, thing too. Short field goal is that yeah, and then the kicking situation. Yeah, the kicker was got hurt, and they didn't know should they so sign a new guy, and they went the punter kick who was good in week one. Yeah, and then he made the first one too, and then after that the wheels fell off. Well, I just knew like when I saw it was like third and two, and I was like, they're not gonna get it, and that guy's gonna miss the short field goal. I fucking know it. And, and then right when the guy's lining up, my dad's like, he's gonna miss this field goal, right? And I was like, don't say it. And then it fucking happened. I would have. And then it was I, just, you just you could see can, the energy of the team. Just I can like, only imagine fuck. what watching that game with you and your dad would have been like. Well, I was screaming at Phil Rivers because you see, there's there's a famous shot from that week of his face when the guy missed the second one, and I'm like, and he's fuck you, it's on you. You should have converted the third down. You should have known this guy's a punter. And also, and that's like, what I don't like about Philip Rivers. Like, you're pissed off at your uh, at your at the, that guy, but it's like, bro, he's your punter kicking yeah. field goals for you because your team doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Right I don't. Now. I don't think he would ever like. He just can't hide it on his face. No, he would not, never say anything to him. No, yeah. He's but I think not. he's just seen it so many times. He's just like, fuck, another kicker. Fuck. And then I think also when you're Phillip Rivers on now, you get irritated because you're the big veteran on the team. It's a fairly young team, right? For the most part, isn't it? Kind of yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, it's still pretty young. And, but I mean, you're the veteran guy. You've been there a while. And you're at the point where it's like, you're, you know your time is getting limited. And you know Rivers would wants to be there one day, whether it be in the Super Bowl. But I think he even wants just the taste. Because what's the closest he's ever gotten? He's gotten to an AFC Championship game, right? Yeah, and he played on a torn ACL. Yeah, so that's, you know, not the best. Yeah. But I mean, and he's had the, he definitely has the team that has the talent when it's healthy, but it just is a bummer because I feel like it's just so much shit's going on. You do have actual medical problems, there's injuries, and then, you know, you've got what the fuck's going on with my running back. And well, then Melvin Gordon was like live tweeting the game and, and tweeted to Matt Prater, like, hey, I'm going to buy you a drink after this game, like making fun of him for, because he made the Lions kicker missed two kicks. 
and it's like you just jinxed them and then but then when so they when got you the hear ball that back, stuff is like is is he wanting to stay for the Chargers or like he still is loves the team wants to play just wants I think he realizes he wants his money it's his only chance it's like you feel bad but also do I feel bad for a guy who can get six million just for playing football I don't know <laughs> yeah but then when the Lions did end up taking the lead which it was it's two like inept franchises trying to give the game away to each other and eventually the Lions did take the lead and then it's like the Chargers still had enough time to come back and score again yeah and I'm just my mind like Rivers is going to throw a terrible interception because he's going to get, he's going to panic. He's going to want to score a touchdown because he doesn't believe in anyone else. And he's going to throw a bad interception. And that's exactly what happened. And it's just like fucking living in a nightmare. Just living in, <laughs> it's the same shit over and over and over. I can't escape. And somehow I'll still watch game three. Sometimes that's just life. Yeah. Who and do they have this week? Houston. Should be a, that should be a good game. They're Home? Both. Yeah. Oh, that's good at least. But yeah, that that will be a good. And I feel Both like those teams, teams are, are disappointing. Pretty, they have a lot of talent. Yeah. yeah. Pretty evenly. Yeah. The other the other nightmare I keep uh, repeating over and over. It's been fourteen decades at this point. Is uh, Tom Brady? Just. I'm sure it's got to you now. With. You uh, know, Mister Asshole. What do you want to call him? Scoring a touchdown. Go on. Yeah. Goddamn Patriots! Like they should all just be. Anyone who likes the Patriots should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> What about unless you're from there? Not even then. You should have just been like, okay, it's over. Like, I enjoyed it. I liked Ty Law and Richard Seymour. I'm done with it now. Drew Bledsoe and stuff. Just be over this shit. There was no reason to to sign Antonio Brown. You didn't need him. Well, have you seen that? He's an asshole. There's been some funny uh, stuff that I saw a couple memes floating around on the on Instagram of like when Jalen Ramsey said he wanted out, and they show a photo of Kobe Bryant peeking up in a crowd, and it's saying like, "That's Bill Belichick." Oh, I saw one that was... If Jalen Ramsey went to the Patriots, I would honestly want to never watch football, but I still would because you would have two of the biggest, worst personalities in the game on the same team now in Antonio Brown and Jalen Ramsey. And the Patriots' defense is already looking good. It's like if they were to add Ramsey... He's allowed three points so far this whole season. It's like, yeah, and if and if they were to allow... Uh, have Ramsey go to that team, then you're going to have a guy that's going to be motivated again because that's a problem with a lot of these guys when they are good on bad teams is... They lose the motivation, and then they go to a new team, and it's like they're reborn. It's like no, they're getting been the baptized. Patriots shit, they've been doing this for years. Corey Dillon, Randy Moss. Yeah, uh, no one wanted to draft Aaron Hernandez because you're like that guy might murder someone. He's fucked up, and then he murdered someone. Yeah, so. and yeah, we know how that story went. Not and then good. Tom Brady's probably the worst of them all. You just don't know yet. <laughs> you don't know what he's done. I don't know, dude. Tom Brady. I would. I just. I don't know. He's just a strange guy. Just go away. Avocado ice creams or whatever he eats. It's just after this week where we saw Eli Manning benched because he sucks. He's too old. Roethlisberger and Breeze get hurt. It's just like, what are you still doing, man? Like, you're just. And that's what's also crazy is it's like, how is he just so. Like, nothing happens to him ever either. Like, and I'm not like going to sit here and act like I want some ever to because, you know, I don't wish serious injury on anybody, but it's like, other than that one year, week one against Kansas City. It's or week was it week one, week two? That one where they thought he was done was like week four or something. Yeah. So whenever that injury yeah. was against Kansas City, which was the which was a big one, you know, he's just immortal. He really is. Yeah, well just like can you just get Andrew Luck to convince you to stop? Like Andrew Luck's like, look, it's so cool not playing football. Like, here's all the things <laughs> you could do. And then they just go off together and go to Canada or something. Hunt bears in Alaska. Oh, is that what people are doing a lot in the last? I don't time? know what Andrew Luck's up to. But it's probably something really cool. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, maybe he's like um, 
what what they call that where they're like fighting off the whalers yeah with uh the guy from mdc on <laughs> <laughs> seinfeld that guy does that <laughs> there's a name for that whatever yeah they... what are they called hmm, i don't know save the whale people but he could be doing that there's so many opportunities maybe andrew luck doesn't want to take the hits but he still has a really good arm and he went to mexico and he's pitching minor league ball Okay, I see you now. I like this, like a season two East Bound and Down plot. There's just, what could Andrew Luck be up to? Probably going to do a podcast, right? He'll end yeah. up, he's too smart. I mean, he's also already got a ton of money, but he's also a smart guy, you know, graduate or, did he ever graduate? Did he play all four years at Stanford? Because uh, I could see him being the type of guy that goes back and gets his degree. I think he might have gone back and got his degree. I think he he. he they said Same he got like, a degree in architecture or like something. Like I said, I like, the guy, type of guy that goes back and gets his yeah. degree. He'll end up having some business. He'll end up being fine. He's actually a smart guy. You can't wear that kind of beard in corporate America, though. Yeah, no, he'll definitely need it. to like trim that up a little yeah. bit. That is a nasty beard. That is a, like, I'm a football player beard. It doesn't look groomed at all. But, uh, yeah, is that a... Well, the last thing I just want to talk about with the uh, NFL and, here. Um, just the Ravens Chiefs. I think it's a premier matchup next week. Mm-hmm. What the Chiefs did this week was incredible for so one I'm, quarter. I'm gonna sit here and be that one guy that's. I'm actually gonna be take a seat into your role right now and be ominous, Andy. Here, oh, no. I I don't think this. I think this matchup's overhyped. I don't think Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are anywhere near the same neighborhood. I think Lamar Jackson still isn't that great. I think what people fail to realize right now is that he has faced Miami and Arizona, who are. Miami in its own league of the worst team in the league. And Arizona's better, but probably ultimately not too far behind. And Patrick Mahomes, I think they just really want to hype this up like, oh, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. And right now I'm still going to say that I'm not high on Lamar Jackson at all. I don't think he's should be hyped up yet. But if he does go out and have a great game against Kansas City, then I will – well, slowly start to believe that maybe he's something, but he's got to he's got to prove me a few more times before I'm actually convinced. I want to see him play a good defense. Exactly, and, I, and okay, exactly. And I know Kansas City doesn't have a good defense, so that's why what I was getting at was if he does well against a better team like Kansas City, that maybe I'll start to be convinced. But I, we saw what he did in the playoffs against the Chargers defense; it was absolute shit. He's not gonna. I want to see him. He's gonna have to go against Miles Garrett twice this year. He's also going to have to go against the Steelers' defense twice, which is still a solid defense. I'm just saying, Miles Garrett is oh yeah a way better player than he he's looked, ever faced. He looked good last he's night too, a monster, and he's going to get into the backfield. Oh yeah, and that's where Lamar Jackson's going to start making mistakes, dropping the ball. I mean, this was a guy who fumbled, I think, more than anyone as a quarterback last year, like per game. Mm-hmm. It was insane. So, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it yet. That's why I think this is a it's important to see, but it's not going to tell you whether. He's a legit quarterback because he should have a, a good game numbers-wise. But I, I really care more about Mahomes going against the Ravens' defense. I think that's a more interesting matchup. because It doesn't seem like anyone can stop Mahomes, except the team that gave him the most trouble last year was the Ravens. So that was a a very close game. I think the Chiefs barely pulled out. So Okay, yeah. That'll be a good game. We, yeah. should, uh, we should say it could be a good game. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's gonna, gonna do it for us tonight for uh, all this sports chatter of it's ours. It's been a good one. You've been listening to episode one hundred and thirty-four of the Tony's Take podcast. 
I'm Sean, and joined with me we have Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony, sometimes ominous, cats. Yes, thank you indeed. We'll see you later.